Good morning. Slight delay there, sorry. Apologies. Playing around with stuff. Welcome to Gospel Pursuits Tuesday. Got me coffee. The weather is looking good. We are on a new series today. I, <clears throat> excuse me. We've been covering the laws of prosperity for the last couple of weeks, and I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, well worth going back and listening to. Um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, we we uh, that that kind of series is is quite can be quite eye opening for for us as as believers because we forget how much um god wants us to prosper we get stuck in our, our in our, our, our little small little worlds and and see what the natural is see what the thing is so it's well worth looking back on it's on instagram it's on the podcast, Spotify, uh, and all those different places, YouTube, Archive. Go to the website, gospelpursuits.uk, and it is um, uh, the place to kind of like read the blog. Um, I do I try and get a blog post on at least once a week, if not twice a week out there, so that's good, just inspiring your faith. Follow us on Instagram. Share, share the Facebook uh, video. Share the Facebook posts, Gospel Pursuits on Facebook as well, um, or obviously um, my personal Facebook. You can always friend me on that. Um yeah, and we we are are rocking and rolling. Um, we're we're seeing good things happen um, at the moment in in the body of Christ in in church. Uh, our church was uh, very alive on Sunday. If you want to, for want a better word, we you know we're getting people in. We're to capacity in places like that every every week. Um, there's a hunger in people to see things happen, and I believe that's going to sweep the globe. I believe that's going to sweep our nation. I believe that's going to sweep our region. I believe that um, the Spirit of God wants to move in our local church. It's the year of the local church, 2021, prophesied in 2019, well before COVID hit. I really believe that this year is a, a settling down of some foundational truths concerning the local church and getting a confidence back. I think we need our confidence back for all the churches who are just opening again or, you know, and, and you could be critical for churches shutting. You could be critical for churches opening. You could have whatever opinion and desire. It doesn't really matter right now. The job is at hand. We've got an assignment on us as believers to go and preach the gospel and the local church will be the foundation from you to launch any kind of ministry, any kind of uh, relief effort, any kind of thing that involves reaching people. 
your supply will come from your plugging in, providing your supply into the local church. When you plug in and serve on a Sunday morning and when you get involved and you pray for the service, you pray for your pastors and all that kind of thing, you actually bring something. And Paul talks about that, coming with a psalm and a, a hymn and all that kind of stuff. Now, these days, it's a little less practical for everyone to go around and get a shout out uh, a, a prayer and stuff like that. We do things slightly different, perhaps. Um, but then there will be room for that as, as I believe things start to move forward. God will start using different people and anointing different people and, because we need each other. The fivefold ministry is to equip the body of Christ, is to bring them to a place of maturity so that they are in fact ministering to other people around us. Peter, John, in the book of Acts, they, they brought in a, a group of guys that were Holy Ghost filled, Stephen being one of them, to help serve. They needed that service so that the ministers, the fivefold ministry, could spend time in the word and in prayer that's the job that's our job spending time in the in the word and in prayer so when you have people underneath come come back and and they 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 come in and plug in and bring their supply it releases something it gives a freedom for the minister to minister properly miracles can happen because there's things you know see god can't give you more than you can handle um i think sometimes he's had to do that as as a necessity for some churches, for some ministers, he's had to pile on more stuff and stretch them faster than he would have liked to. Because if you can't handle a growth in people, the people will then become lost, disgruntled, and they've got saved, but they don't have a next step. Or they've got baptized in the Holy Ghost, but they haven't got a clue what to do with this thing. Then, then you know, you've got no ushers to to marshal people if there's a healing line and things like that. If you don't have people plugging into the church and the local church it struggles it buckles when they, when you know you could be waiting for the evangelist to come in to pray but the evangelist may be held back because the church isn't ready for him to really project his gift these things all come to pass and yeah, the, all the workings of of church and life and and as ministers we my heart as a minister myself as my heart is to see people rise and shine right rise up and step into their calling and their their abundance not everyone's called to do what um, pastors do or evangelists do preaching the gospel not everyone's called to be a worship leader or a a, a drummer or a, a, a guitar player in the church some people might be have those giftings that are called to do it outside of the church and they never do it in the church. That's fine. But there'll be something else that they can serve in. Everyone in the local church should be serving. And I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I don't quite know why, but maybe it's just helping myself, just to remind myself we're serving. This broadcast, Gospel Pursuits, is meant to serve the local church. It's not meant to crosswise. I'm not going to go against the flow or the grain of my pastor in, in his ministry, with my ministry. I'm not going to try and take away from what he does or I want to put into I want to reflect what he's preaching I want to reflect what his thinking is I want to work with him because there is a, a unity in that and a unity of the brethren if you're an evangelist and you just go out on the streets and you don't plug into a church that you're danger in danger of uh, bringing a false supply you see, the, 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 the tree that's planted by the river of God flourishes. The church, the, the, the person that is planted in the house of the Lord flourishes. 
We prosper in everything we do because we have a flow and a supply. If the supply gets cut off in any way, shape or form, we become crippled. And, you know, like you look at a tree when it starts to die and, and or the the supply gets removed from it and it starts to go brown and wither and, and branches fall off and leaves fall off and, and things like that. And we talk about pruning and uh, like roses and rose bushes we prune and we trim down and keep it focused on what it needs to be doing where it needs to grow sometimes you you train a tree to grow in a certain way perhaps our next door neighbor trained a tree to block off the gap that my kids used to shout over all the time and that's that's god's way of bringing us all together from that one supply jesus says we're plugged into the vine that you know if 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 my if the 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 vine or the branch that's next to my branch is dying there's a good chance that maybe i might have the same issues so we need to stay plugged in we support one another we love one another we sow into one another with our finances we sow into one another with our 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 actions and our words and our thoughts and our thinking and we encourage one another that's the job of the minister to encourage yes we may have to correct but correction Good correction brings a, a point. You see, when, when somebody's going in the wrong direction and they're going to die and they're going to go drive off a cliff, they might not want to. They, they might not want to. They might not want to um, change direction. They might, wanna, they might not want to change gear. They just want to just do it. There's kind of two things going on here. Say they're stuck in first gear. And they never want to change. You're driving down the motorway and you're trying to go in first gear. You're never going to reach the speed that you're capable of. But the person who's going off the cliff down the motorway and and doesn't want to change. Correction, no matter how harsh it is, will bring great joy if they listen to it and get on the right path. So correction for a time might be horrible. Discipline for a time, the chastening of the Lord for for a time being might be horrible, but it brings our flesh into control. Our spirit man might even feel like, oh, but the joy. So tears in the evening and joy in the morning. And um, this is kind of, I'm trying to lead myself into what we're talking about. We're talking about unlocking God's power. Of the word of God, unlocking his power to succeed in life, unlocking his power. Basically, it's faith fundamentals. You might have seen the blog post yesterday, faith fundamentals. The fundamentals of faith. Brother Hagen was spent the last 10 years of his life, I was listening to someone talk about this recently, and he was saying about that Brother Hagen spent the last 10 years of his life just going back to the basics of faith because what was happening, and, and this is where a lot of things I believe kind of go skew with in 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 our circle in our in our circles and in churches and and and, play, and pastors and, and ministers. We what we do is we tend to minister from a place of where we are. So for me, uh, and you can hear it. You can hear it in the negative. You can hear it in the positive. You can hear it in the negative when somebody is ministering about suffering and seasons and stuff like that. They're probably ministering from something they're going through rather than ministering the word of God. The word of God must be what we pronounce and project. And the other extreme is we can have people talking about like living in grandeur houses and having really nice cars and all this kind of stuff as as kind of the example of of how amazing their faith is. Or they might preach the word of God from a level that is, is, you know, Paul talked about going on to deeper things. 
going on beyond the doctrines of laying of hands and things like that. And and I and I get that, and I I expect us to go higher and to go deeper into the things of God. But the reality is, if we don't come back to the fundamentals of the uh, and the basics of certain things, Paul, I, I don't know whether it's Peter or Paul talks about. Don't forget the things you learned in the beginning. I think it's Peter actually. Let me just see if I can find it. I had it there. Can't, I can't see it on this translation. I, I always do this. I, I look at different translations and um, I'm trying to shift away from the King James only for public speaking reasons. <laughs> um, maybe, it's, maybe it's not in Peter, but... But there's a scripture verse that talks about don't forget the things that you've learned. Don't forget the stuff that is is that the foundation. I'm gonna. I want to find it because it's to me. It's like I mean, see. Paul talks about forgetting the things which are behind you and pressing towards the mark. But there's also a a, a thinking that you must have that you realize that I don't actually I need to make sure that the foundation is still there I need to make sure that what I know is still there and I mean James talks about not being double-minded because you're asking in faith nothing wavering you've got to understand how to operate in faith to operate in a place where you're not double-minded so you actually can receive something from God so this all these fundamentals where I'm going with this is the fundamentals the fundamentals of faith I mean, I'll try and get that scripture verse for tomorrow. If we have the fundamentals of certain doctrines and certain things, the way it was said this was with regarding faith specifically, the fundamentals of faith can be applied at any level, wherever you are. So whether you're a million dollar faith person or a five dollar faith person, the fundamentals of faith still work because fundamentals allow you to carry on developing a certain thing. Because it always works. If, for example, like a production factory, you can produce two things one way. And it's a really good way. And then suddenly you can do five things the same way, then ten things. It's the same principle. It's the same fundamental machinery, maybe. So all that kind of, that's what mass production got, got us, where the Ford motor car was produced mass. It could be produced in one but it could also be produced in thousands. And that's what God wants to get us to do. He wants us to be able to operate in a place of faith. He wants to get us to operate in a place of victory where we succeed and our success grows multiply. Isaiah talks about stretching our tent pegs. We're able to grow beyond where we presently are because we are developing the basic fundamental principles, the principles that take place 
daily, the things that go on daily, everything that goes on is we're in a mindset of growth and a mindset of faith. So the principles of faith and the fundamentals of faith need to be learned. Why, why is that so important? Well, if you go to Hebrews chapter 1, I've waffled on enough with this introduction, and let's try and get into some things before we finish. And I love Hebrews chapter 1. Good coffee. God, who at various times and in diverse ways spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets, has in these last days spoken. So he's already spoken twice. Diverse ways spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets, as in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the world. That's really important. Through the word he made the world. He is the brightness of his glory, the express image of himself and upholds all things by the word of his power. See, Hebrews is introducing the the kind of like whenever you read Bible, look at the beginning of the book to understand the end. It's a letter. It, it flows. He's, his subjects may go all over the place, but there's a foundational principle somewhere. So he's introducing this. He's saying the brightness of his glory, the express image, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. It's really important, this. Words. We talk about words a lot. We have to talk about words. The word of God is seed. So when the word of God is spoken and it's seed and it's spoken out and it goes into your heart, it produces 30, 60, 100 fold return. That's Mark chapter 5 or 4. I just read both of them. They're both good. I always get them mixed up. But so if you flip over to Hebrews 11, and it's the great faith chapter, and I love Hebrews 11. We, we jump to verse 3, and we will go to verse 1. We know we're going to verse 1 at some point, don't we? We're talking about the fundamentals of faith. But I'm just introducing the subject. I'm introducing because we're talking about unlocking God's power in his word. If we're going to unlock his power in his word and use the fundamentals of faith to do it, we have to understand what faith is. Today we're talking and introducing this idea. Tomorrow we'll probably dive more into what faith actually is. But what I want to introduce to you today is not only the importance of words, but the importance of faith in the first place. I think so, a lot of Christians kind of hear the word faith and they, they kind of think, well, I've got faith, I believe. I believe that in Jesus Christ. And that's fine. That's that salvation faith. That's a, a salvation faith. There are other forms of faith. There's healing faith. There's a faith for prosperity. There's strong faith. There's weak faith. There's growing faith. There's all kinds of different faiths that you can operate in and tap into. Now, obviously, as a human being, we are human beings. We, we don't try and box off into little slivers of things in, in, in our mind. We can do that. But we need to start operating in a lot more than just one. We can't just stay at salvation faith all of our lives. I believe that Jesus is Lord. And that's it. That's what we're talking about, growing up in God and developing these things. But it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, By faith we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God. So that these things are, that are seen were not made out of things which are visible. So he starts off in Hebrews 11 talking about speaking to the prophets, speaking to us through his son. And he's saying that his, the word of God himself, Jesus himself, upholds all things by the word of his power. His power is in his word. His word has power to it. So if we know that the word of God is a seed, 
Mark chapter 4 and 5, the parable of the sower of the seed. The, the sower sows the word of God. So that we know there's a power to it because he said here, it upholds all things. And then in verse 3 of chapter 11, it says, we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God. It was set into motion by the word of God. And then if you flip over to um, Hebrews chapter 12, it says here in verse 2, let us look to Jesus, the author and finisher, or the author and developer of our faith, for who the joy was set before him during the cross, despite the sin, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So he authors our faith, develops it, and Romans 12 verse 1 tells, uh, Romans 12 verse 1, let's go to that, that quickly. As I say, I'm just setting up a foundation for us to develop what these things are. Why do we need faith? What is faith? How do we use faith? I want to get into all of these things. And I want to learn with you. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm not as hot as I'd like to be on these things. I have to apply the fundamentals just like anyone else. Any great minister has to apply the fundamentals of faith. Verse 3, for I say through the grace given to me, Romans 12, verse 3, to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sound judgment, according to the measure of faith God has distributed to every man. Listen to that. According to the measure of faith, according to the measure of faith, we operate in the grace that God's given us. So there's a measure of faith. And if we, as like I've mentioned before, there's growing faith, there's weak faith, there's strong faith, there's no faith, there's all these kinds of faith. But if we've been given the measure of faith as a believer, surely we can then think, well, all right, then if I've been given the measure, if I've been given a talent, I need to grow that talent. I need to be able to use this thing of faith. Because what I love about this verse in Hebrews 11, it tells us exactly what faith is. So if we've got the measure of faith, and we need to grow it, and we need to develop it. And Jesus is the author and developer of our faith. The word of God upholds all things. And we know that Romans says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is very important. And I'm going to get to another scripture verse in a minute. In verse 6 of Hebrews 11, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we're not operating in faith, James says faith without works is dead. So there's there's a movement of faith. There's a, a, a development of faith. There's, a, there's a, a growing part of faith. Our faith becomes stronger. We have, we have muscles of faith. All this stuff I'm kind of just throwing out there to kind of whet your appetite. And hopefully you're thinking, well, what is faith? How do I get it? How do I use it? What do I use it for? Mark 11, 22 and 23 talks about having faith in God, but then actually using your faith to throw a mountain into the sea. And of course, Jesus is talking figuratively there, but at the same time, he's not. Because if you were the creator of heaven and earth and you were operating in faith, you could actually throw a mountain into the sea. Now, I don't think that's expected to suffer human beings because I don't think that is necessary. Maybe in eternity we'll be able to do that, be able to use. I, I actually think that in eternity, when we're in heaven, we're still going to be faith beings. We're still going to be living by faith. We're still going to have God as the author and finisher of faith. He's going to be working with us and developing us. Why not? Some of us get promoted to be planet shapers and planet movers and planet builders. 
I'm thinking of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and 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 the the the, the uh, a scene in it or uh, a story in it that they go to a planet where they they made planets. They made universes and they had these, I don't know, these beings created these planets. And and, and they would create planets on order, basically. And, and why can't we operate like that in heaven? So if Jesus is showing us that we can do that, we need to know how to use our faith. <laughs> we need to, any obstacle that we face, we need to be able to engage our faith to remove the obstacle. And of course, faith could be used in other areas, faith to be saved, faith to, you need faith to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And in fact, the baptism of the Holy Ghost stirs up our faith, it edifies us, so our faith becomes pure. So all these things of faith and faith and faith, and it, and if it says here in verse 6, it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. You, you, if you are not operating faith, you're not pleasing God. And Hebrews 4 talks about not the, that they didn't enter into God's rest because they, they stayed in unbelief and would not trust him. They did not enter into the promised land because they stayed in unbelief. They did not use faith to trust. This is the, the, the children of Israel in the wilderness. They went around the wilderness for 40 years, dying off because they were not operating in faith. They were not jumping into the place of belief. So faith must be engaged, faith must be developed, and faith must be utilized. By faith, we understand that the universe was framed by the Word of God. So the Word of God, so now we're, we're talking a little bit about faith here. We're talking about kind of getting, wetting your appetite for wanting faith. Thank you, Joel. And, and that necessity for faith. But what is faith? Well, we're going to develop that over the next few days. We're going to develop over the next few weeks. I, I, I said last week that we're going to be looking into financial increase and, and developing our finances. But I, I also got kind of not arrested, but kind of stopped in my tracks listening to Mark Hankins talk on these things uh, over the weekend. Um, and he was he was saying about the fundamentals of faith. That's what I was talking to you about, Brother Hagen, and and how he, he had to go back to the fundamentals of faith. You see, if we want to increase in any area of life, we must understand the basic principles to get us there. You know, faith is actually something. It says in verse 11, uh, sorry, chapter 11, verse 1 of Hebrews, faith is the substance. So we now know that only, not only is the word of God holding the whole universe, holding the earth up, it's supporting it, but the word of God produces faith. So faith comes and then what do we do with it uh, i don't know it's just there it's i know i've got the measure of it because roman said 12 says i've got the measure of faith i've got it in me i can grow it i can do all this stuff and then suddenly you read in the hebrews 11 what now faith is the substance of things yeah substance can grow and when we have substance and we're putting and then the next verse then the next few words just can really blow your mind if you think about that see this is what i love about god's word and i love about his 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 faith and, and faith in his in his word there is unlimited potential for every believer who will get into these things why does ephesians talk about the length the breadth the height the depth and and having the knowledge of the love of god so that we can be filled with the fullness of god and then he, he actually says we could do abundantly above all that god will do in us abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work in us. power did we not talk about power at the beginning 
Hebrews verse 1 upholds things by the word of his power in Hebrews chapter 1. He upholds things by the power of his word, the word of God in us, power in us. Power in us is enabling, enabling us to, to receive from God abundantly above all that we ask or think. And then Hebrews 11 1 just brings it even more into, into uh, direction. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word hope could be translated expectancy. So what we're you know having an expectancy for that puts substance to it someone says hope is the blueprint for your faith so if faith is putting substance to those dreams that are on the inside of you those uh, the, those the, the word of god on the inside of you you've got the word of god in you that you hope that the word of god works don't you you hope that by his stripe i was healed works because you hope because you want to get free from sickness and disease well faith will put substance to that hope and release the power of God into your physical body. You will pull it out of you, pull the healing God, power of God out of you by using your faith. What is faith? It's substance to the things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by, of, this is a really key scripture verse here, verse two, for by faith, the men of old obtained a good report. Isn't that what life is about? Success, victory, doing things for other people, obtaining a good report. You don't want to end the, your life and look back on it and say you were a complete failure. Well, if you want to not be a failure by the end of your life, we need to start using our faith, don't we? We need to start building, putting substance to our dreams, putting substance to our hopes, putting substance. And how do we do all of that? Well, this is what we're going to start del delving into. Another great Quote, Brother Hagen quote, faith is grasping. This is what faith, his definition of faith is. Faith is grasping the unrealities of hope and bringing them into the reality, the realm of reality. So hope, your hope, your expectancy, your faith confidence that God says, faith confidence that God will do what he said. If you've got that confidence that God will do what he says, you've got that hope on the inside of you. Your faith takes it to the next level and grasps that unreality, that thing that you can't see, the thing that you can't yet feel, and it pulls it into the realm of reality of the five physical senses. I love the amplified version. Now faith is the substance of things hope, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance of things. I haven't got the amplified Bible with me, but faith is the, the five physical senses it, it, it pulls what you need to feel in the five physical senses. faith faith, faith grabs a hold of what you can't see in those those senses what you can't perceive and he brings it into reality and brings it and puts it's the title deed faith is the title deed of those things not yet seen the five the things that you don't see in the five physical senses yet faith is that warranty that title deed i've got a few other definitions of that See if I can find them now. Faith is something that is so powerful, so wonderful, so amazing that I could just waffle on and waffle on about this. I'm not waffling, you know what I mean? Keep talking. I like to waffle. I've run out of time today, really, to kind of get into this. I'm not going to kind of make much much of my notes. But really, if you can grab hold of this from today, that faith is grasping the unrealities of hope and bringing them into the realm of reality. If you can grasp that idea, 
then you want to know what faith is because you want to grab a hold of the dreams, the passions, the thoughts, the the excitement in your in, that you you wake up in the morning and your heart beats strong and you think, oh, today is going to be the day that is going to be an amazing day. Well, you can use your faith to get to that level that just starts receiving and starts moving and starts seeing the multiplication of God in your life. Increased financial victory is only going to happen because you apply your faith. It's going to only going to, health in your body is only going to happen because you apply your faith. We need to move beyond trying to get stuff from God that just you don't put any effort in, that you don't make any decision to grab a hold of the word of God. We need to develop these things and work on these things and grow in faith, becoming stronger and stronger. We will develop these things over the next few weeks, developing, unlocking God's word for its power. Faith fundamentals, basically. Step by step, we'll look at it. I've got a, a whole list of how we get faith. What is faith? Faith versus hope. Faith sees the answer. Faith in action. Faith versus feelings. What it means to believe with the heart. Confess key to unlocking faith. That's going to be a great one. Right and wrong confession. All these kind of different titles have got rolling around. So we'll see how far we get this week. And then hopefully we'll keep it going the week after. And we'll just keep developing these. Because I want to take us to a place where the foundation is laid so that we can grow in increasing faith. But grow in things like finances, in health, in victory. So we can sow back into the rest of the world. Sow back in and be the blessing that God's called us to be. Faith accesses the unseen realities of hope and pulls them into the realm of of your seen reality. I'll let Joel have the, the, the final say, and I will see you guys tomorrow, same time. Have a great day. All this stuff will be on the, the usual places, Spotify, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Da, da, da. It all goes out there. Share it, like it, subscribe. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, especially to Ian and Joel for watching and, and commenting. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And I will see you tomorrow.